Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex and arrive at episode number 353, where we return from the final chapter of Time Heavy. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Depressed. We've returned from the final chapter of Time Eddie. Or have we? Are we still at Time Eddie? Dun, dun, dun! Or as it's also known as, where the bleep is Eric Roberts again? (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that. But first, do you guys do anything else this week? I took full advantage of my movie pass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you did. And and thank you again for bringing it to me. I was quite happy to have that. No problem. We uh, obviously, Dan in Wichita, we stayed with a friend uh, for a couple days and caught up, and that was a lot of fun. I don't get to see him very often. The movie pass arrived, and I am, uh, as Glenn said, a spokesperson. (laughs) I'm in love with this program. So we saw Geostorm. (laughs) I I love disaster flicks. I absolutely love disaster flicks. So, in many ways, the soft spot in my heart for these things will forever give even the bad ones a pass. And this is a bad one. Uh, It's a lot of fun. It's big. It's dumb. (laughs) But it is fun. And then uh, Sunday on our way out of town, we went and saw Blade Runner 2049. How was that? I'm going to preface this by saying, I'm going to shock a few people. I've never really been that big a fan of the original Blade Runner. It's okay. I, I appreciate it for what it is. I think it's very beautiful. It's a pretty film to look at. I'm the same. I'm the exact same. But I just, I don't get, and I've watched it, I don't know, five or six times, and I just don't see the allure that everybody goes gaga over this film. This one is amazing. It's a complete mind game, and uh, it actually retconned a lot of the first film for me and fixed a lot of things. It was like, oh... Yeah, that works now. So it's it's I cannot recommend enough, and it's gorgeous. And Dennis Villeneuve, who directed my favorite film from two years ago, The Arrival, is mm-hmm. the director of this one, and it's just as visually amazing. Um, Glenn will be mildly disappointed because Harrison is not in it nearly as much as I think they bill him to be. How come, I'm not too surprised by that. Uh, yeah. yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I didn't go. I wasn't going to go into it expecting him to be. From a plot standpoint, it makes sense, and uh, Ryan Gosling's really good. But yeah, very very high marks on that one. And then today, Mel and I ran out and saw um, The Mountain Between Us with Idris Elba and Kate Winslet. And it's also very good. And much more than just a survival film. Other than that, uh, just um, time any. I didn't do much this week uh, other than watch the 1970s version of The Island of Dr. Moreau. Which was enjoyable. You've been it, talking about that for a while. Get that one off here. Yeah, it's been on my list for a long, ever since a couple of years ago when I realized it existed. <laughs> uh, luckily, it's available to stream for free on Vudu with ads. So I was able to, because our library doesn't have it, and I haven't been able to find it many places. It was pretty good for what it was. I mean, it definitely, it's got that nice 70s feel to it, but isn't so like campy that it's horrible it's i i would if you're especially if you're a fan of the i'm the dr Moreau story or 70s kind of sci-fi monster movies i would recommend it um if you're a huge fan of the i'm the dr Moreau, i mean you might have some issues with some plot direction they take but surely it's better than the 90s version right <laughs> what'd you do glenn 
Well, I How's your stack uh, of movies yeah, going. I added on to my uh, uh, 31 Days of Horror October movie challenge. Um, speaking of, uh, well, Island Doctor Moreau wasn't campy, but one that is is my number 15 pick, which blood in the title was the category, and I picked Blood of Dracula from 1957, American International produced film from the makers of I Was a Teenage Werewolf and I Was a Teenage Frankenstein. <laughs> Um, pretty much in the same vein of, of campiness, uh, was blood of Dracula. This girl goes to a girl's school and, uh, is hypnotized by one of the teachers to become a vampire. So Hmm. actually it's, it's one of those movies that it's so campy that it, I, that I like it. It just oozed of that camp. So I liked it. Um, for the 18th, which was a Vincent Price film, I did the pit and the pendulum. Uh, but it was good. It was really enjoyable. Talk about beautiful cinema, cinematography. Uh, for 19, a uh, childhood classic, I did The Gate from 1987, which I didn't realize stars a very, very young Stephen Dorff. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And it's an 80s campy horror <laughs> film. <laughs> uh, but re- a really good story, I thought. I thought it was quite enjoyable. Um, for the 20th, Asian horror film, Sean says I cheated, but. It was out of necessity because I let you all make up your minds. I stayed with my uh, uh, aunt and uncle on Friday night, and we stayed up very late playing uh, not video games, playing card games, and visiting and things like that. So I knew we wouldn't have a lot of time for a movie that night, and so I chose for uh, Asian horror film. I chose a movie called Human Form. It's a ten minute short film about a girl lives in a society where everybody's getting plastic surgery and to make their faces up to almost cartoon looking it's 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 korean so it's very much in line with the culture um uh, and uh she ends up not having enough money to do it herself because she's underage her parents won't let her do it unless she does it herself and she goes to some back uh alley plastic surgeon and things go awry things go awry um then for based on a true story on saturday i did uh the conjuring which I don't know how on earth that was actually real. I mean, I've read the stories online about the the couple that you know did this, and they were uh, well. He's the only uh, allegedly the only authorized demonologist by the Catholic Church, and it 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 has the sub story of the Annabelle doll, which I think is a famous you know demon story as well. Yeah. Which ends up being a spinoff film of this, but um, it's. It's a good movie. I don't think it did really well. I mean, obviously, it did well enough at the box office to have a sequel and two spinoff films but um <laughs> but it, i i've heard a lot of critics complain about it i thought it was a pretty decent film it was it was uh intense um i think it could have been a little more intense had they done it in the sense of the and i, I keep raving about this film the haunting in connecticut i think if they had done it more in the style that they did that one i thought you saw the demon too frequently in the conjuring whereas oh. if they had done more of that slide of eye or quick camera movement type things or quick move past the camera it would have been better um but it was good and then for a remake last night i watched 2007's halloween the rob zombie film you had never which, seen that one no though. i had never seen it and i've seen all of the halloween films and i watched it and i quite liked it i think it it stays with the spirit of the original but but rob zombie does take some things and make the film his own which is what he set out to do and that's oh, what yeah. john carpenter because who's a good friend of rob zombie said you know if you're going to make this film, put your own stamp on it. And I think he really does. And that's it. I'm caught up. <laughs> have you decided on your recommended by a friend? I haven't. I've got a lot of recommendations. Actually, I put out on Facebook. Um, I did get a, a Facebook response from Brittany, I think is the only. Well, Chrissy responded Chrissy on Facebook responded. as well. But earlier 
in the week, um, uh, Brittany had had uh, messaged me, so thank you, Brittany, and yes, thank you, Chrissy, for uh, adding your response on there as well. I'm going to give it another day before I decide. So so far, almost done, and the final stretch here. Well, let's move on to news. Oh, there was quite the doozy of a news announcement. No. Yeah. (laughs) The BBC revealed details of the regular cast members for the next series of Doctor Who and gave us, told us when uh, Easter Saturday, well, not specifically when Easter Saturday (laughs) will be, but when we can expect Easter Saturday. Right. Uh so, nowhere near Easter. Nowhere near <laughs> Easter. So we're going to have to wait another year for the series to come back. It'll be autumn 2018, and it'll kick off with a feature-length hour for the opening launch, and will consist of 10 50-minute episodes. 10 50-minute So those episodes. radio times, or not the radio times, the mirror rumors were true. No, they said one-hour episodes. So oh. They said 10 <laughs> one-hour episodes, That's so true. they were almost there. They were, they were pretty close. Well, not to mention Bradley Walsh has been bantered around for yes. like almost two months now that he was going yeah. to be joining Jodie Whittaker, the TARDIS. I think the other interesting thing from this article is the fact that it doesn't specify that any of them are the companion, like it's how they true. announce him companion. Yeah. They're just going to be reoccurring guests. So they so, really haven't specifically said that you know any one of them is going to be the, the, ca- main, the, the main companion, if there will even indeed be a main yeah. companion. It could be, they all could be the main companion, or they could take turns. I, mean, I have a feeling, them. though, that, that, that I think they want to avoid Crowdus Tardis syndrome. I think just from the way, from the, some of the things that, Chris Chimble has said, Chibnall has said that they want to stay away from that. So I wonder if it'll be one of those things where they kind of, they aren't really traveling with the doctor, but they all have interact with the doctor throughout the, over the course of the 10 episodes. They also kind of say it'll be more of an arc story arc. uh, So it might be episodic as in, um, you know, kind of, instead of having every once in a while a monster of the week, sounds like all of these will be interconnected. Yeah. So serialized. The, the, That's what they call the, the it. The cast is Bradley Walsh as Graham, Tozen Cole. Is that right? Tozen Tozen. I think it's Tozen. Tozen Cole as Ryan, and Mandip Gill as Yasmin. And then also in the series as a returning role is Sharon D. Clark. Hmm. I don't know any of these people. So Bradley Walsh has been around for quite a while uh, and has done a lot of stuff. But I believe he was on Coronation Street years and on, years ago, back in the early 2000s. He's been on Coronation Street. He's been on Law & Order UK. Uh, he was in a story arc of the Sarah Jane Adventures playing in The Day of the Clown, kind of the bad guy in that. And he currently, currently coasts a couple of ITV game shows. Uh, Mandip Gill... Uh, has been in the soap opera Holly Oaks, as well as others, including the doc or including Doctors. And Tazen Cole was in Tazen Cole was in the Cut and East Enders E Twenty and Holly Oaks. And Sharon D. Clark was actually on uh, East Enders as well. Which I was, I was just going. They didn't give any details of this person, <laughs> other than she's going to be there too. I assume they think everyone knows who she is. Well, not knowing who any of these people are, I'm just going to say, welcome to the Team TARDIS, and I hope you can act. <laughs> I think it's really encouraging also that the fact that there there's now, in addition to a, a, a female doctor, there's a nice, diverse 
cast there. There is a very diverse cast. That's something to be excited about, I think. Yeah, having, other than uh, seeing the one guy in the Sarah Jane Adventures, there's nothing else I really know them from. So I can't get too excited, and it's, you know, hard telling. At least uh, Bradley Walsh says he remembers watching William Hartnell as the first Doctor. So he at least has been familiar with the show and has been a been around for a while. No, I, I think they'll all be fine choices. I mean, how many other actors and actresses that we never heard of that were announced for Doctor Who and they were just, just did just fine. So oh, yeah. We fell in love with them. So it'll be more of the same. Absolutely. If you're in the UK, you, I'm sure you recognize these people more than, than we do here in the US. But yeah, uh, There's no John Hurt. There's no John Hurt. <laughs> but who is? Apparently, uh, Tauzin was in The Force Awakens. Yeah, he played an X-Wing pilot, I believe. Yeah. Oh, well, then he's going to be great. <laughs> so there's another... So he has been in something you've seen. There's, sure. there's another Star Wars connection to <laughs> Doctor Who. <Yeah. laughs> are we... <clears throat> I don't know. Are we concerned at all about... <clears throat> this is going to sound like a strange question coming from the guy who's kind of been, okay, I'm done with Moffat. I'm ready for him to go away. I'm excited for Chibnall to come in and bring something fresh to the role. I'm excited for Jodie Whittaker to come in. Quick qualifying and get to your question. Is anybody else concerned that maybe it's too much change all at once? No. That we're changing the format, we're changing the the length of episodes? It's not that much of a format change. It's not much of a format change. We're only getting two less episodes this season. They haven't announced. No, we're getting two because it's 10 episodes because it's 12 episodes in a normal season. Right. The 13th episode is always the is always the Christmas episode, and they just haven't announced that they're doing a Christmas episode yet, which is typical. They don't always, within the year of announcements, say 12 episodes plus we're doing a Christmas one. They've done that in the past. They've said 12 episodes coming out. They're not changing much other than the time of year, but we have had Doctor no, Who release not, at the, does, yeah, in the autumn in years in the past. And... I don't see anything different about this other than, yeah, we've got a new showrunner, we've got a new doctor, and we've got a new companion. Well, I'll tell you what, when Matt Smith came along, we had a new showrunner, we had a new <laughs> doctor, we had two new companions, although mm-hmm. we didn't know it right away. And now we're yeah. also going to an ARC format. We are going to an ARC format, but we've been going to an ARC format <laughs> for a while. So <laughs> eh, I think that's debatable. But I think that Doctor Who's become slowly more serialized in, in the, the past years. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great change of pace. Uh, there are a lot of people that have soured on Doctor Who over the last two or three years. I think because they feel it's become stagnant, I think this is a great idea. I'm not worried about it at all. Okay, and knowing Chris, knowing Chris Chimble's, Chibnall's record with other series, he's he's had some that haven't been great, but you know, Broadchurch has done really well and i've liked the way that he's produced and, and run it so mm-hmm. i think it'll be good i think so too no well, worries from you either not to mention not to mention we always have out of 12 episodes we always have one or two that we go oh those are stinkers maybe that's, it'll just eliminate the stinkers. that's what i was i was just about to bring that up <laughs> it won't feel like filler episodes like yeah. we've said in the past but that could also mean we won't have some we might not have some of those one-off random fun episodes where they're the opposite there it's the same fills the same hole as a stinker but isn't a stinker you yeah know what I, mean? I just i think that i think that if chibnall does it right they they're I all going to be fun so i, I think they're all going to be good i don't yeah. think it matters we'll find out in autumn 2018 what else in the news keith 
that's pretty much it. Uh, I thought I'd give a little shout out for the Goodreads Book Club uh, poll for November is currently up, and so you can go and weigh in. What about uh, feedback? Any feedback no this week? feedback this no week. No feedback this week. But well, remember, you can send us feedback by going to our website at travelingthevortex.com and fill out the send us feedback tab or send it directly to feedback at travelingthevortex.com. Might have been slow feedback-wise this week because they knew we were going to time it in, so we aren't reviewing anything for anybody to chime in on. That, this. and it was a little quicker of a turnaround between episodes. It was because we recorded late last week. Not too much later, though. A couple it, days. It was only because we recorded on Tuesday last week. We are recording on Monday. And you got week, it out so. sooner than you thought you yeah, did, too. That's right. So. All right, well, let's move on to our review. Of oh, Time wait. Eddie. <laughs> yeah, of Time Eddie. We're going to talk a little bit about Time Eddie, the uh, Doctor Who convention in its last year in Wichita. At the, uh, this Supposed year, last year. At the Drury Plaza at Broadville, uh, Broadview? Is that what it's called? Or is it just Broadmoor. Drury Broadmoor. Broadmoor. No, Broadview. It's, it's definitely Broadview. Broadview. Is it at Broadview or just Broadview? Drury I don't in know. I'm Drury Plaza, Broadview. The, the Drury downtown. Anyway, it's this old historic hotel that they've refurbished. And I thought it was beautiful. It was wonderful. Nice. It was a great Wonderful hotel. venue. <coughs> um, the rooms were terrific. Uh, well, the my Drury room was Plaza terrific. Hotel Broadview, Wichita. There you go. Great room, great venue, great location. Um, near near down, uh, Old Town, downtown, uh, Wichita. Right off the river walk. Yeah, yeah. right on the river. <laughs> what did you guys think of uh, this year's time, Eddie? I thought it was a great show. They continue to put on a high-quality convention, despite any setbacks they might have had. Yeah. <laughs> and there were a few. There, there were, were a few. Yeah. Aside from getting a cancellation of the doctor just a few weeks ago, which Sylvester McCoy unfortunately had prior commitments, uh, they also unfortunately lost Andrew Cartmel this weekend. They didn't lose him like he like disappeared in the hotel somewhere <laughs> they, and they couldn't they find him. They didn't lose him like we lost Sylvester. They lost him because they had a... Uh, Why are you they had, bring that up? They had, <laughs> flight, they had flight issues. Uh, with his flight, and so he wasn't able to make it until Monday. They had to delay until Which Monday. Would have done so much good. So he ended up having to cancel. Um, and then day by day, we weren't sure if we were going to get um, Eric Roberts, and that was a whole different issue. But oh well. <laughs> Depends on who you ask of the reason of it. But <laughs> anyway, so I didn't get but to see they did Eric a great Roberts job again. Adjusting and, and not, adapting. I am not disappointed one bit. All in all, you're right. The hotel was great. The the volunteers were great. I feel I. If you're listening, and, and I've been assured by multiple people that I did, in closing ceremonies, I may have forgotten to thank the volunteers and staff of Time Eddie. I know I thanked the organizers, but I do not remember if I thanked the volunteers, and I fear that I may have forgotten to do that. It was not meant to be an oversight at all. The, the staff at Time Eddie deserves a gargantuan thank you uh, and a huge round of applause because they, uh, they did a phenomenal job. Yeah, the entire staff and volunteers did a great job, and in addition to the the guests adapting and accommodating for those missing gaps and rearranging the schedules, uh, and like Katie Manning, who got sick <laughs> and still plowed on. Yeah, the poor woman ended up went with, with to the hospital. Walking to get, pneumonia is what yeah. they diagnosed her with. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yes. I that's wouldn't let her was, kiss on Jim if I had to realize that. Off. No, apparently, whatever she had was uh, was bronchial and was not contagious. Oh, they assured her of that. And what the, the pneumonia was, it was a certain type of pneumonia, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's based on that bronchial uh, issue she had, which was completely viral. It was not oh, contagious. Okay. She, her, she and I chatted when I got her uh, uh, autographed, and she said, yeah, she said, when I went to the doctor yesterday, 
they told me that it would be okay that we, I wasn't contagious to be around people. She says, because if I was, I wouldn't be here today. <laughs> and so, and she was, she was hugging on everybody. Oh, and yeah. just, she was just the warmest person and the nicest, most genuine yeah, lady. She really was. She really, really And was. she doesn't feel like she's putting on an act or airs. She no. just genuinely enjoys life, loves people, enjoys talking to people. That's what Kate, made Katie the brought, I think, quite a bit of herself to Iris. Wild time. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Except for you know she does not drink. Drink. That's the yeah, that's the one difference. She does not drink at all. But you can't always tell that. No, no. <laughs> well, she's high on life. That's right, she is. <laughs> I'm pleased to report that she threw herself at me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was kind of awesome. Well, let's start on Friday, which was kind of a down day for us because we kind of trickled in as as we were able to become available uh, on Friday. Uh, I think uh, I arrived first, I believe. Uh, At the no, Sean. Sean well, I, I was already there I was, in the yeah, city. But that's yeah, right. we, I, uh, well, no, I got there even after you because I had to find out. I had to ask Tix you where to park. Oh, that's right. You but did. I had stopped to get lunch. And so Sean arrived first, got our table set up, got everything there. I showed up probably not long after that, than that uh, because you texted me and said you'd only been there about 10 minutes when, yeah. when I was looking for the hotel. Uh, I arrived, and then Keith and, and Sarah came in. On, you and Mel had come in early, and then Keith and, I, or Keith and Sarah had come in later that afternoon. Yeah. And we just kind of spent time at our table and chatted with people. But before Keith and Sarah arrived, uh, Katie Manning come around, yeah, uh, just walking around to, to see what was going on in the outskirts because uh, the dealer's room was in kind of the center of the convention and these uh, this one uh, ballroom that was blocked off, a pretty good-sized ballroom blocked off for the uh, exhibit hall. And then there was another uh, one of the presentation halls, which was uh, labeled Mondas, was in one end of that ballroom that was sectioned off. And so it was its own little place. And then across the hall on the other side was Telos, which was the other um, panel room. And then around the perimeter of the two ballrooms in the center was where all of the well, not all of them, but on, on the one side was where all the like uh, special groups like. Uh, KPTS was there in the hall. We were in the hall. Topcom was in the hall. Uh, Tommy, uh, yeah, Wibbly Wobby, Tommy Wimey was there with their props. The, yeah, the all sets of those that they had made. And... So those kind of people were on that perimeter uh, hallway. And those so props were great. Those yeah, props they were, were great. really cool. And so uh, Katie Manning walked to that perimeter area to, to kind of see what was going on, and she saw Sean and, and Mel and I sitting there, and she came over and said hi and gave us all hugs. And, <laughs> She was just this nice, warm lady, you know, a little peck on the cheek. And then she went on and we were like, I mean, we'd only been there like an hour. And Sean and I were like already going, oh, that was awesome. <laughs> wow. Talk about intimate, like, you know, meeting people and running into yeah. people. And so then Keith and Sarah arrived. And of course, then, you know, anytime you saw Katie, she was smiling and talking. Well, then I come down the hall. I think this was Friday. I come down the hall and Katie's on her way to a panel, but she has stopped. <laughs> because she has gravitated to Gemma. Yeah, every time Katie saw Gemma, she came and oohed and awed over her, and just absolutely and just loved all over her. And Were the pictures that you posted with her holding her? Was that from that first night? No, was that, that was later? Sunday. That's what I wondered because yeah. she. I think it was just kind of a brief stop and 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 goo goo got all over the baby. Yeah, there every time the and first then, time, like the second she time she was like, panel. "Can I get a picture with her?" and like tomorrow when I'm feeling when I look a little bit better because it was like the end of the day on right. Saturday and so oh like, she yeah. asked you if she could I, get I a think picture she with? did yeah wow yeah. 
or Sarah asked one of the two. I can't yeah, remember, yeah, yeah. but it, it was she was like, "Yeah, well, let me let me let me get my face fixed, and then I'll <laughs> <laughs> then I'll do it." And so we wound up getting that Sunday, yeah, like near the end of the that convention. That was terrific. Yeah, that was terrific. Anyway, but she wasn't the woman. only one to stop an ooh and ah over Gemma. Uh, well, William Russell did too. Yeah, who wouldn't ooh and ah? That's true. Oh, she's adorable. She was the hit of the con. <laughs> She was the real celebrity. So Friday night, uh, we separated because I actually went out and well, stayed with some but family. First, we uh, we sat in on Ben's panel. Oh, we did. Let's yeah, let's talk a little bit about Ben's panel. novels. And I thought he did a was a really well done, a really interesting uh, conversation. <laughs> of course, what was the first thing I said when I went there? I said I don't want to sit in on this panel because I haven't even read any. I've only read like five or six of the <laughs> Virgin New Adventure books. I don't want to be spoiled, even though. He did kind of give some details away about the books. He never really spoiled anything, I don't feel other than kind of giving like plot details, not gave, plot details. He gave more summaries, teases, of, yeah, so it made yeah. you want to read these books. Yeah, what did he call that? It's not a yeah, it's a synopsis. Summary. Synopsis. That's what he was kind of giving of each one. And I was real that hour. I mean, they were fifty minutes. That fifty minutes went by like that. Yeah, it did. Because I, I really did think I like, I like, uh, man, he's great, and he, and he is, he's really interesting. He's a, he's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to Doctor Who. And it's fun to sit and talk and listen to him. But I, I went into that with that little bit of every panel where, you know, how much of this is going to interest me? How long can you really talk about books only about, you know, Doctor Who? <laughs> how many, how interesting is it? And I sit down there and then it, it was over and I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't feel like we've been in here long enough. Keep going. You know, even yeah. though he had got to the end of the, end of the run. But, yeah, it was quite interesting. And the neat thing was he was handing around. He has actually has copies of the books. Which some of these are hard to get and out of print, and, and these are expensive. his second copies. And these are yeah, this is his second set of copies, <laughs> and he passed them around so we could flip through them, look at the covers, look at the backs, you know, the spines, and the, it was really neat kind of hands on presentation. I quite enjoyed. It that. was really neat, and it was cool that he also talked about like the big finish stuff and uh, the novel adaptations that they've done, and kind of right the ones I, that connect to the Virgin yeah, Adventure stuff, how they've adapted them, and different things about it. Really makes me wish I we got to sit in on the last two years of his panels too because it was so good. I'm ready to read these books, yeah. and I, of course I sat there through the whole thing going, I don't know when I'm going to get these on the schedule. I don't know when I'm going to get these on the schedule. <laughs> well, I saw you taking pictures of the groupies, yeah, and I thought that's Sean preparing. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was doing my homework, getting ready for it. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll get them on there at some point. But yeah, it, it really kind of whetted the appetite for it, and it was really fascinating. Reading. It's kind of unfortunate that obviously Sylvester wasn't there because this would have been a perfect tie-in for oh yeah the Seventh Doctor run. Um, well, even Andrew too, because Andrew wrote a few of those, and the as as Ben talked about, it was a springboard. Uh, some of the, the the things that were planted in the novels were the idea of the Cartmel Master Plan of, right. of where Cartmel kind of wanted to take it. And then Friday night, uh, we split ways because I ended up going to uh, some family and uh, visiting them and seeing them. We also uh, split off. We uh, stayed with a, a friend of mine who lives down there, and I get to see him maybe once a year. So uh, it was kind of cool to go and just hang. And what did you guys do? We Be- uh, being being at the hotel and we really just enjoying it. Hung out uh, at the hotel. We went and wandered around a, a mall nearby. So our Saturday started with. Uh, I don't know. I was keyed up, um, not from lack of sleep. Well, that certainly played into it. Uh, but by what may have wound up being the last presentation of well, the Well, before that, we attended uh, Tommy Wimey Puppet Show. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, because Mike, Mike was earlier. Mike was earlier in that. And uh, 
puts on a wonderful show. Wasn't much different than what you and I had already seen at British Fest. Uh, yeah, there were but some there, there were there were fight tweaks. Yeah, but with uh, new details. <laughs> yes, yes, they had. Uh, yeah, they you definitely know, have new details. New information from the show can change his show quickly. That's uh, certainly true. Uh, so <laughs> Which I tweaks, enjoyed seeing but... a lot of the changes that I helped give input in for. Because that thing, Sarah and I went to however long ago. I think before Galley this year. Uh, yeah, I think it was a, at the beginning of the year. What? Yeah, it, it was yeah. A, like a preview thing that let us kind of give him some feedback and. It was nice to see some of the some of the same stuff still in there, which was pretty cool. Such a good show. Tommy Wiley is always great. And again, if you are in the Kansas City area, go check out Mikey's the director at I'm gonna forget the name of the theater now, so I probably should have brought that up. Meisner Puppet Theater. Meisner Puppet Theater. Thank you for having that readily available in your mental filing cabinet. It's it's on my to do list at some point. Gemma was oddly not oddly, but surprisingly transfixed by the puppet show. For a, a little bit, I mean, three month, three and a half month old detention span is what it is. But she, she was riveted. She was riveted for quite a while, and I think that's the only panel she actually sat through. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the only one Sarah got to see. Well, that little she girl didn't sit was good. Yours, that's for sure. That little yeah. girl was good all week. She really long. was. Now she got fussy every once in a while, but that's a three month old baby. Yeah, when they're hungry, they're hungry. When they're need change, they need change. Yeah, but she was remarkably good. For she was her really age. good. And of course, we got the pictures with the Peter Capaldi puppet after the fact, which <laughs> I saw that she didn't know. Uh, Gemma didn't quite know what to make of that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a good show, such a good puppet show. Then, of course, we did what you were leading into that I crudely interrupted you the, with the, the the possible last showcasing of the Great Traveling the Vortex. Well, program. I've decided after this weekend. If you want a quiz master, I'm ready to do a whole bunch more. Oh, well, then, okay. Well, because I'll, I'll be honest, after, after after we got done, I immediately began revamping it in my head. I, I started coming up with ways to improve it for the next time. That's what we got to do. So I that's, guess That's how I, that's maybe, how that show survives. But. I guess we'll do it again, maybe, if we get invited back somewhere. <laughs> we have some ideas. Well, I think that this, this, year's, this convention show, to me, and maybe it's because I was in a different role and I saw it from a different perspective, Felt the most energetic, felt the most uh, complete. Like we 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 weren't saying. I don't think we were second guest. Of course, now this is the fourth time we've done the show, right? For, we're, we're a bit more familiar with what we're supposed. But to, but Sean and do. I actually switched parts, and I just I I don't know. I had more fun with it this time. I enjoyed it. My a role lot was more. a lot of fun. That's why I didn't understand why you didn't. I think want you to have do less it. pressure on yourself. Yeah, that's why you enjoyed well, it that more. Could now be. That, I now did. That I'm I in a, your shoes. I, had a I lot understand less. why you don't want to do it anymore. I had a lot less <laughs> pressure. Uh, not to mention, though, that I don't know. I just I felt more engaged with the audience this time. Maybe I am so focused on questioning that I don't get as engaged. Well, I, think I we thought had we had a great audience. This is the best audience the best I think audience that we've, we've had. had. Yeah. Um, it it was, and, and again, I know we said this last year. When you've got a room full of Whovians, a Doctor Who related quiz is always going to go over much better. And I thought our contestants were wonderful, which we should mention. We met up with uh, Kurt. And his, do- his daughter. No, we met with Kirk and his son, Patrick. Yes. Uh, who actually won the, or didn't Saturday win, morning. but got the, the uh, uh, passes for Time Eddie that we gave out because of the pledge drive. And he met us, yeah, Saturday morning, and we caught up with them. And then this was not fixed at all, we promise you, because we do a <laughs> we do a competition to get our contestants. But both he and Patrick ended up on the panel of the quiz show, so which I think was kind of cool that they I were there. So. 
Uh, and then one other guy named Bruce. See, I really do remember your name, Bruce. It's all part of the skit. <laughs> Except it wasn't Bruce. Yeah, Bruce was the last guy. The Dalek guy? Gary. <laughs> See, I'm just that good. I knew that, but I was carrying that <laughs> stick over. Yeah, Bruce was the name. No, of the I really did. I really did forget. I really did forget Gary. And that's exactly what it is. That's why you chose Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> I thought you were going with it. Was was Gary one of the sharks in Finding Nemo? I thought you were cont- carrying that over. Somehow. No, Bruce oh, was no, the name no. of the shark. I, yeah, Bruce I, I knew was that. The name of the shark. Yeah. <laughs> I was going with Bruce the ambulance driver. That was the one question we couldn't remember. We we went over the quiz show. Before, because Sean had come up with new questions, and so he was asking us our opinions on the questions. And I think Keith and I answered every one of them right, except for we could not remember the name of the ambulance driver that the master <laughs> possesses in yeah. Doctor Who the movie. We, I, I, it was right there on the tip of my brain, but I just couldn't get it. It wasn't until you said Bruce. I was like, oh, of course it's Bruce. Well, so here I go into the thing, and I think, man, this is going to be the great question. And... Gary just rattles it off. <laughs> it was Bruce. So, you're kind of sucking the fun out of this for me, Gary. <laughs> Gary. He, he was on. He, he was you know, really. You had the right balance, I think, of questions, too. I think that you had the e- uber easy ones for them to answer early on, and I think they progressively got harder. And that last set of questions was challenging for them. They, there was genuinely stumped them on some of them, which I think works really well. Hit that. Well, thank you. Hard difficulty, and it's, I, I think I think I need to throw a few more of the difficult ones in, maybe a little earlier. But you know, we'll, we'll, we'll work on the balance of it and get it. Well, we didn't end up into the twenties uh, either, which I was fearing that they were going to be yeah, so easy. Because we didn't print twos. We didn't print <laughs> twos. I, I had a plan ready. Just oh, did you? Oh, good. I went and got one of the pieces of paper and wrote a two on it, and so I could put it in there. <laughs> I had to. Keith's got his part down. He hasn't yeah, switched from the beginning. He, he, he is well-versed <laughs> on his role in the quiz show. But, uh, yeah, talking with Gary afterwards, he, he mentioned that he was uh, much more of a classic Who fan than a new Who fan. And uh, that we'd kind of had... Because as, as, you, as you find with a, a quiz show-type environment, that when you go to a non-Doctor Who con, you almost have to front-load it with new Who questions. And uh, so that's kind of what I felt like I did. I mean, we had some classic stuff in there, but um, he, he said he he was well, fearing he, that a little bit because he's much more versed in the classic than he is in the new series. Even then, some of the people that were in like the, the groups to try to join the show, I was worried wouldn't get any of the classic questions because they were they were some of the younger people. But overall, I think it went very well, and if you're amenable to doing it again, I will uh, certainly... Uh, host and be quiz master and uh, I will add augment some questions and I have a few ideas for revamping a little bit of sequencing that I think will make it flow better well I hope I remembered all the uh, all of my parts entryway you did better than I did last year (laughs) (laughs) or at least last time we did it was that was that planet comic-con yeah 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 I I I was a bad actor on the stage play last time (laughs) I dropped lines left and right so but everybody seemed to have a good time, and I got uh, I got several people in the hall afterwards that thanked me and said that was really well. A lot uh, of fun, so Mike's partner and I always forget his name. Corwin Corwin, Corwin. came up to us <coughs> and said really enjoyed that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So that's high marks from two guys that do a puppet show that is nothing but hilarious and funny and fun. Yeah. So. Um, and then after that, of course, we had a panel in the late afternoon 
early evening almost um, with Matthew Waterhouse and uh, I almost called her Irish Well Time, uh, well, which she is, Katie, Katie Manning, uh, which was called Travels in the Tardis. So what was it called? What did we call it, Sean? You wrote it. Um. <laughs> he wrote it, but he can't remember. Yeah. His brain's mushed. Anyway, travel, travels doesn't, in the Tardis. Yeah. doesn't matter. Anyway, um, wonderful, wonderful panel. I had so much yeah. fun. And the, the, the interesting thing about that thing is because Katie was not feeling well, she well, actually, she came late to the panel. And here's, here's one of the things. Matthew comes in, he sits down. He, he apologizes for it and says she's going to be two or three minutes late. That we go ahead and get started. Partially also because they added an extra panel right, on her because just she had a, on Iris she had Wild, an Iris Wild Time, Time uh, at panel four o'clock prior to that. The hour before us. And she needed a rest between. I cannot fathom. We, we didn't get to see it, unfortunately. But I cannot fathom Katie Manning doing a 50-minute Iris Wild Time panel without breaking into Iris Wild Oh, I'm Wild certain Time. she did. She did it when she was just with us. And, 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 <laughs> yeah. and to have probably sustained that for... It wouldn't surprise me at all if she conducted the entire panel as Iris. Uh, yeah, I, I thought and, that and too. And doing that while sick, you know, and getting over her, her, her bronchial thing, I don't blame her for needing a bit of a break at all. Oh, no. Um, I wouldn't have blamed her for just completely skipping... So anyway, we, yeah. we had Matthew Waterhouse there, and he so he made his apologies, and then... We went ahead and started with him and started talking. And I don't think she showed up until about halfway through, right? Which was probably a good thing because <laughs> I, we really, because yeah. we got a lot of good questions in there with Matthew. And he's he's such an interesting man. He he had a lot of great things to say, yeah. very unique and interesting things, stuff that I learned about him and I learned about Adric in, in, in the meantime. Because a lot of times as panel or as, uh, as moderators, we go into these, we, we kind of do our research and we know enough Doctor Who, you know, that we know a lot of things. We know a lot of behind the scenes. Things. And so you always go in and you try to ask those questions that some people might not know, but you also try to stick to some of the questions that will. And I always seem to learn a little something, but with him, I sort of garnered more that I have in any sort of the past uh, interviews or things that I've read behind the scenes of him. And so yeah. I was really grateful. Uh, plus, he's a very engaging storyteller mm-hmm. and a, a lot of fun. And had a, he's funny, too. Funny guy. Um it's a good thing, though, because then Katie showed up, and she came up, and almost for the second half of the panel didn't give him a word edge. It became the Katie show, and not many other Katie people show. speak spoke with Katie. But we're, we're, it worked out so well, yeah. because he did get his time for about the first half of the panel, and then she got all the rest of the time. And, but the they end. had such a great dynamic. They did the have a great dynamic too, together, yeah. and they would play off of each other terrifically. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And I, I want to go on record now saying I, I've, I've previously said that Adric is... Probably my least favorite companion. Um, maybe not in so many words, but I've been pretty vocal about it. Um, Matthew Waterhouse at this con, for me, was what Sylvester McCoy did for Glenn at Galley the first time he saw him. I am completely in the Waterhouse camp now. Yeah. The guy is he's an amazing talent, and he was so much fun to talk to. And I was dreading this panel just a little bit um, because... How do you tiptoe around some of those things that you kind of feel like you should ask, but, you know, I don't want to, but, uh, you know, so how do you feel about the fact that a good chunk of fandom hates you? I, you that's not a question you want to ask, but yeah. you just almost feel like you're you're obligated to it because that's what, you know, this character represents to many people. Um, but I didn't have to. Uh, he, he just, he, he made it very disarming and very easy to talk to him and, and very thoughtful, detailed answers and really took a lot of the pressure off me um, uh, going into that. And I, I, I'm fascinated 
he is a fascinating individual to talk to. Yeah. And uh, I think it probably is one of the best interviews we've ever done, quite honestly. Yeah. Uh, and then Katie showing up in the second half is just kind of the icing on the cake because it now, was. now it's the wheels fall off of it and it becomes fun. <laughs> whereas the first half is very, Oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I would agree. And it, it was one of the, I wasn't, I had heard so many stories of him being so kind of eh, about Dr. Who and stayed away from the conventions for so long, but he was so enthusiastic about every story he told and so enthusiastic about the questions that I don't know if we, repeated any questions from previous panels because we didn't get to go to those panels but he did not give any impression that we had just that one time because he had talked about the uh yeah (laughs) big finish thing but because he wanted to relate that to a question i had asked earlier about regeneration he he worked in really quick in fact probably what took him you know five minutes to talk about in the last panel he summed that up in like 30 seconds and then related it to what we were talking about for our panel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was quite impressed by it. So was I. But the, yeah, the fact that he was just so enthusiastic about everything that we asked him. and oh, he, I, I was a little worried that it was going to be a kind of pulling teeth interview, but it really wasn't. You gave him kind of a nugget and he just took off and yeah. ran with it. Those are always yeah, the best stories. interview, too. Yeah. He's, yeah. A, he, he's just a great interview. I don't think it matters who does it. I think he just will give a good interview. I would agree with that. And then Katie showed up. (laughs) (laughs) And she threw herself at me. She is a warm, charming woman and very funny. And we we probably had to ask very few things because she would just launch in and talk about everything and anything. And it it was a lot of fun just to sit and listen to her talk. So. And she threw herself at me. She she did throw herself at you. Somebody else commented. Sort of. No, she, she fell into my lap. She, you know. But she didn't really throw herself at you. She threw herself backwards into your direction. Well, it could have been at you, but you chose not to sit there. So somebody else commented. They said, you know, Katie throws herself at everybody, right? And I said, I don't care. She threw herself at me. That's how I'm looking at the And she complimented me on the legs. So that's a bonus. Yep. Yep. <laughs> See, you can't argue with she that She didn't one. compliment on your legs. I, she I, commented I, on your legs. She commented <laughs> on your legs and said she liked your legs, but she didn't compliment your she legs. She liked my legs. That is she a likes legs is what she said. Well, she likes men's legs in yes. shorts specifically. Right, but, but she right. wasn't really She was holding my leg at the time legs. she said it. She wasn't so complimenting <laughs> your legs because you have knobby knees, but... <gasps> She apparently that's appealing to her, so she wasn't really complimenting me. She commented them and she liked them. So. Well, she can comment on my legs <laughs> and fall onto your lap. And she did as she often does. as she wants to. Waterhouse started telling a story, and she kind of rolled her eyes, like, "Oh, it's going to be that story," and kind of started to feign backwards. And I was prepared, but not knowing the length to which she was going to carry that joke. <laughs> And she did. She just kind of threw herself into my lap sideways. And it was a good thing that I had my arm positioned where it was on the back of the chair because I almost dropped her not knowing how far into my lap she was going to wind up going. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, it, was, it was a good panel. And, of course, we'll, we're definitely going to release this panel uh, on the uh, feed so you'll be able to have a chance to listen to this uh, as well. No so. video, unfortunately. No video. There's a pictures, though. There are pictures of her kind of starting to, to do the lean. And then Saturday night, I think we kind of winded down. We didn't do much more con stuff that night. We did. We talked again with. We should mention we ran into Robert. 
over the weekend who was oh, yeah. uh, of the show, his, author Robert yes, Collins. He was selling uh, his books at this show, and he's actually trying to move the rest of his stock because he's done, as he had mentioned to us before. Uh, he's done with con done with presentations. Con presentations. He's still going to write, but he's done with doing cons. Uh, we chatted with him a little bit over the course of the, course of the three days. We yeah. ran into him a lot, talked to him. But I wanted to mention that we did we did see him. I joked with him that on on Sunday that um, we need to figure out a con. We need to plan this out where we can both attend a con where I'm not working and he's not working, <laughs> so that we can actually spend some time together and enjoy the con. Right, right. So Saturday night we kind of winded down. We went to the uh, what, what was it called? Kickback. Kickback. Uh, had some dinner there, which by the time I ate. Penny, because we talked about going to dinner, but by the yeah. time I ate penny, hot dog, uh, nachos, uh, baked potato, baked potato uh, <laughs> it was sour cream and butter. And, and three drinks. Yeah, and three drinks. <laughs> three alcoholic drinks. I was good. I was good oh, to go. Yeah. So uh, I had dinner already paid for. Uh, so we decided to stick around the con. Now, I was kind of tired. But, you know, after three drinks, I they were kind of hitting me too and i was kind of knackered so i decided to go up to the room for a while i think you and mel went uh sat in the hot tub didn't you for we did we made it up to the, the the pool in the hot tub area which was really nice uh and then it wasn't it's kind of up on the second floor but it looks out over the roof and it wasn't until i don't know halfway through the thing i realized there's an outdoor hot tub as well yeah. like out on the roof now of course saturday night there was a thunderstorm moving through and there were some huge arcs of lightning out there and i kind of thought well i'm not outside in fact there were a couple even from inside in the windows that I thought, I don't know if I should be up here. But the hot tub felt so good, I didn't care. It was a... Uh, it was, it was What'd you guys nice do? You just went up to the room We just went up to the room bit. for a little bit, and then Jimmy got restless, so yeah. we came down. And then, of course, we met back up then with Kirk and Patrick, and we played yeah. the Doctor Who card game because... Classic Doctor's Edition. Keith has the uh, Classic Doctor's Edition plus the uh, 12th, 12th Doctor's, Doctor's expansion, expansion. Which, which let us play five players instead of just four. Right. So that was kind of handy. And I th- we had a lot of fun. We had some some frustration frustration with the with the, with the with the rules of the game. Yes, um, but overall, I thought that was quite enjoyable. We had a lot of fun. Of course, we turned in for the night. Then after that, I don't think some frustrations with the game quite covers it. But okay, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll be polite and say that uh, everybody's mad because I won. Um, so then, <laughs> that's, that's why he's that, forgetting that is it's because true. he won. So Sunday, <laughs> that <is> very true. <laughs> Sunday. Uh, we didn't have any commitments in the morning except for Sean, who did a panel. You tell us a little bit about the panel that you surprisingly moderated. Surprisingly moderated. <laughs> um, I say surprisingly, and I even made a comment at the panel. I was like, oh, I wish they'd have told me I was the moderator because I showed up for it just expecting that I was helping out, and then apparently I was in charge of it. If I had actually paid any attention to any of the materials sent to me by Time Eddie, I probably would have realized that. But instead, in typical Sean fashion, uh, I ignored everything until I went and printed off the the... the, the panel listings and went oh apparently i'm on that panel and just ignored it from you know so it's my own fault um but we did we we, we had a panel um and talked to spinoffs everything from canine and company to the sarah jane adventures to torchwood to class and uh it, uh, it went okay um it took a little bit to uh kind of direct the conversation and which again is my own fault because i didn't know i was moderating it had i gone into that a little more Paired, I think it would have been a better panel. Um, so I'll take the blame for that one. But uh, I, I think it, once we got rolling, I think it was a, a, an interesting discussion on where things have been and uh, what's ones we'd like to see. I think pretty much unanimously across the board, everybody wants to see a Paternoster gang spin off. So. <laughs> yeah, that was the one thing that, <laughs> that came out of that one. For that, sure. that, that was a big one. But it was fun. And then we wound down uh, the day by... 
I can just hanging out and talking to people, walking the floor again. I made down the day. I made. I made first thing in the morning. We did that. Well, I mean, between that and uh, I made a few purchases before I had to go. Got my autographs. Chatted with uh, Matthew and Katie again on uh, Sunday. Then we had V in Chesterson. Yes, played by William Russell, the original. You might say. And uh, I tell you, for '93, he's still really with it. Oh, I I didn't realize he was that old until I got home. It's it just he's. I mean, we had to talk aloud because he does. You know, the hearing's going because he's he's up there a bit. We did have to also, if when anybody asked questions, we did have to kind of relay the questions to him because there was no mic system, unfortunately, for the for the uh, audience. Um, but yeah, he was just, he was a real interesting, warm, gracious man and, uh, told some really interesting stories. Um, I think some things have, have left him as far as his memory, because he didn't really have a lot to say about specific things. If you asked yeah. him about, you know, well, what's your, your best memory of this or, but, uh, he did talk warmly about Jacqueline, but it was a little heartbreaking because he talked a little bit about there towards the end of her life when she got sick, she was being a little bit put offish mm-hmm. and he didn't realize why but he in talking to friends later he was she was doing that to everybody because she knew that she was sick and she really didn't want anybody else to have to deal with that so i thought that was kind of sad but interesting it was sad. i'd never heard that before um he was also very diplomatic he was very which, diplomatic yeah i i found quite endearing and i don't know i don't know you know it, it didn't surprise me at all because i think so much of ian comes from from William Russell and Ian is the 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 the, the knight the chivalrous you know uh, the, the the height of that and um, so when specific questions were asked about Bill Hartnell and we all know we've all heard the stories that he was a little difficult to deal with and that was as much as he would admit to was that he was kind of set in how he liked to do things but he went on and on and on about how warm he was and how, and, and kind of the the only dirt if you will that was ever dished was that he felt it was unfair that Hartnell had been typecast as this grumpy uh, yeah. sergeant major type character, um, and that that was probably what carried over into his personality a little bit was yeah. because of all the acting that he'd done that way. Mm-hmm. That was probably the 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 most gossipy piece of information you could get out of him. <laughs> well, Everything else was warm and inviting. Everything and, was oh, warm yeah. and inviting and and positive, and he always had positive things to say about everybody that we was asked questions, except for that one. Uh, parking attendant, <laughs> <laughs> and he really—you can really tell—he's still bothered by that years later. He's downright bitter about that. <laughs> that guy. was one of the most animated stories he told. Well, too. I, think, I think it's terrific that it worked out that he's the one that ends up playing the parking <laughs> attendant. Yeah, with the card <laughs> in an adventure of time and space, and that is because it's connected to something that affected him so many yeah. years ago. <laughs> But uh, yeah, grand time. It was really nice to talk to him. And then he stayed at actually that panel table and finished signing autographs because he was, I mean, he was worn out. He was tired. Oh, and, he and it was the end of the convention. Session. I couldn't For the most either. part. Because uh, now, that being said, I, I'm going to have you guys carry on from here. And the reason being is because I actually uh, had talked to my wife early in the morning. She'd been sick all week. And Sunday morning, she was feeling really bad and still hadn't been out of bed yet. Uh, and there was a lot of laundry and things to do around the house to catch up. So I went ahead and took off after that panel, and you guys took care of closing How is ceremonies. Holly doing, by the way? She's doing a lot she better today. Better. She went to the doctor. She went to urgent care yesterday. Finally got to urgent care yesterday afternoon. Uh, and she had, she's she got a really bad sore throat, and uh, 
she got a strep test, but the initial results didn't show strep, but they want to do the, you know, extended results to make sure she doesn't have it. But she, when I got home last night, she had no voice. She couldn't talk. Mm. Uh, she couldn't breathe through her nose. So she's just, yeah. But she's feeling a lot better today, so. Well, that's good. Yeah. That is good. Well, we just kind of hung out a little bit, and then we, uh, Sean gave a very lovely speech for closing ceremonies. Oh, thank you. Uh, very, very heartwarming and nice and uh, touching. Uh, of course, called up all the all the guests up to say a final word, and it was all very nice and kind of sad. And when we all went home, it was not not a lot happened after you left. <laughs> I, I have a fantastic photo of, uh, of course, the, we're in the the, the corner where the um, public television station had set up. They were doing their uh, bumpers with uh, Matthew and and uh, Katie, and then um, they both apparently played pinball. Oh. <laughs> so I've got a photo. We didn't even talk about the, oh, pinball, the, pinball, machine. Talk about the pinball machine. And you know what? Here's the here's the really funny and sad thing. I didn't get to play it. I didn't play it either. I sat next to that thing all <laughs> I weekend. Did. All weekend long. Play yeah. the Doctor Who pinball machine. I got but it. had you ever played it before? No. So now you have joined the group of actually playing the Doctor yeah. Who pinball machine. And well, it was totally worth the, it. Well, well we didn't play that one. Easier. We played that years ago. Yeah, the digital <laughs> one is way easier. And I'll say this too. I, I, I talked with a guy quite a bit about it, and he, he oh, I'm so envious because he got a sweetheart steel deal. Oh on this yeah, thing. Did. he was telling me about uh, it, too. and it's in great shape compared to some of them. He said he's you know had to had to put a little polish on the on the playing field, but that's he said he's going to go in and put some LEDs in it and kind of replace the lighting kit and stuff so it doesn't run as hot. And he's thinking about maybe redesigning the elevator section just so it doesn't jam up because apparently uh-huh. it is prone to do that. But uh, it's getting hard to get parts for him. But yeah, beautiful piece of material. I have a fantastic photo. I haven't posted any of my photos. Everybody's wondering. There are there are tons and tons and tons of photos. Mel was a trooper. She took pictures all weekend long for us. I just haven't offloaded any of them to my computer yet. So we will have those up. But there's a really great one of Matthew Waterhouse playing Doctor Who pinball, <laughs> which is which is just oh, that's yeah. pretty awesome. So, um, but yeah, closing closing ceremonies was. Um, this was the actual first closing ceremonies I've ever been to. Period. Closing ceremonies are one of those kind of odd duck things that, um, and not Phil, but just in general, um, seeing them at Galley, it's the definite end cap. It's it's the closing ceremonies of the Olympics. It's, this is it. This is the end. So here's all the stuff. And, um, kind of giving you that one last chance to, to, to be with those people. And so they're always a little bittersweet. And this one in particular, I I didn't plan much going into it because I really wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it. It took being there and kind of soaking up the con and, 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 you know, sitting there at the table and people watching and interacting with the guests and, and being on these panels before I kind of realized, I'm sorry, this sucks. This is, this is the, the, this is the last one. This genuinely sucks because I have really appreciated and grown to love this con so much. And, um, so I kind of treated it like I treat most of my, um, uh, uh, grooms um, and speeches at, uh, at weddings. I just kind of winged it, and, and I thought it came out okay. It was good. Thank you. Um, but I did make Lisa cry, so that was a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> All weekend long, every time she passed Sean, she, don't make me cry. Don't make me cry. <laughs> Realistically, I could have said boo, and she would have <laughs> fallen apart. Uh, it was it was a rough weekend for her emotionally to, to be at the end of this, but... Um, I think um, I think it went pretty well, and it was, I mean, having Dominic and 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 Matthew and Katie and uh, and William there, and 
the people who stayed and hung out for it and kind of getting that last there, there was that sense once your speech was done and it was kind of like alright that's it go home everybody's kind of mingled still like they didn't want to go home it was yeah, one of those like, well, you're things. not the boss of me I'm not leaving yet yeah <laughs> it was one of those conventions too that yeah. you just really didn't feel like you wanted to leave and um that that sums it up. I didn't want yeah. to leave. It's it, it, you you I run into those cons go. where you get it. You, yeah, I don't want to go. <laughs> I op- I opened with uh, this is the end, but the moment has been prepared for, and I got booed. So and it's then awesome. <laughs> and then he followed that up with no tears, Sarah Jane. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, like I said, I think it went well. And you you run those cons where sometimes you get to the end of the con. And it's like, man, I am so ready to get out of here and go home. And you get those other cons where. This this has that galley feel where even after closing ceremonies at galley, Mel and I would kind of take that one last up and down the hall. Yeah, there's no panels going on. There's nobody still there. It's just people filing out. This is the end, and you you just want to soak up as much of it as you can. And then they start bringing the mallets out and breaking apart the TARDIS, and it's like, okay, I'm done. I can't stay here anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a hard part after the we had walked through the vendors' room after it had closed several times and seeing the console getting taken apart. Because that's when those Katie Manning pictures were being taken. So it was good. Uh, that part was a little tough to see. We did have one amazing fun moment, only pseudo-con related, waiting for closing ceremonies. Mel grabs me, and she says, you know how to tie a bow tie, right? And I went, like, a bow tie, bow tie? She goes, yeah. I said, no. Mine are all clip-ons. Why? And she turns and points. There was a wedding that was at the hotel that was going to be that Sunday. And, of course, my initial reaction when I saw the sign was like, oh, God, they scheduled another wedding on the same weekend as a sci-fi convention. That was bad planning because we've all had that happen. But the groom is standing there with a genuine bow tie that they apparently sent from the tux place. He goes, I don't know how to do this. And I went, Keith knows. So I went running down the hall and I grabbed Keith. I was like, you know how to tie a bow tie, right? He goes, no. So what do you mean, no. I have instructions at home with my bow tie. The 11th doctor is your doctor. you got to know how to tie a bow tie. No, I don't know how to do that. Ah, so I went running into what was left of the dealer's room, which had already started to be quiet. I said, everybody, I need your attention. Doctor Who fans, right? Does anybody know how to tie a bow tie? Blank stares across the hall. And I'm like, seriously? And one woman said, well, my husband does. Where is he? And she was the one running the, the photo booth. Well, he had gone around to get the car. So we waited, waited, waited. And he, she calls him and she says, where are you at? No, just drop everything, pull up to the side of the building, get in here, they need your help with a bow tie. Yes, really, it's for a wedding. <laughs> so he came running in, I was like, are you the expert? And he goes, not really. Good, come here. And we grabbed the room and he got the tie on. So we had this, you would think, in a Doctor Who convention of all places. Somebody would know how to somebody tie Somebody would know how to do tie. it. And we finally found one. So <laughs> That was the, 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 the 15 minutes of panic that kind of, I think, took my mind off what I was going to say at the closing <laughs> trying to help this guy out. But apparently the wedding went off without a hitch, so that was that was the fun part of that. But no, it was it was a good con, and it was... It was uh, it's going to be so sad next year not to have one, because it's, it's one of those conventions that I got to share an elevator with Matthew Waterhouse. That's not... A, no other convention... Have I ever got to have that sort of experience? Yeah. And it's going to be sad not to have it again. Or seeing him at breakfast, or yeah, just, just that you just don't get that at, uh, at at the big ones. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't. Well, we'll really miss it. But uh, on to other things, I suppose. 
All right. Anything else we need to chat about this week? Do you want to talk about what's coming up on the schedule? Uh, next week on the schedule, uh, our Friday Night Who presentation, which is our weekly Doctor Who watch along, we'll be back on track since we don't have a con next weekend, is uh, State of Decay, which Matthew Waterhouse was very excited to talk about that one in his panel because he yeah. really likes it and I really like it. So that's a perfect Halloween one for us. Uh, and then uh, our review for the podcast next week, we'll be back to reviewing things. Uh, I've got to get busy reading. We've got a plethora of uh, Lethbridge-Stewart stuff. We're going back into the candy jar universe. We've got uh, two short stories, The the Two Brigadiers, and I can't remember the title of the other one. Saved my life. The Cruel Oil. The Cruel Oil. And then we're also going to be covering uh, Daughters of Earth. So we're back on track with working our way through uh, the Lethbridge-Stewart verse. So if you are interested in... uh, uh, that please come back for that and if you've read them uh send in your feedback and let us know what you thought of those and we'll uh probably dip into the uh, goodreads book club and see if anybody's left some reviews on there and we yeah. can uh, read those out as well we will all right um well of course uh if you can please be, uh, consider becoming a patron of our podcast you can support us on patreon just go to travelingthevortex.com click on the uh, patreon uh button on the right hand side of the screen as we said uh, before, you know, if we could, uh, if if we had a thousand listeners and each one of you could just send one dollar, we'd have money to, you know, support servers and and be able to go to these cons and things like that. It's just one dollar a month is is very very helpful in everything we do for this podcast. So please consider, even if it's just something like a dollar or two a month. All right, anything else we need to talk about before we finish this show, fellas? I don't think so. Thank you very much to everybody associated with Time Eddy 3. You have given us memories for a lifetime. If that's going to do it for this week, until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.